Good evening Patriots, I'm Praying Medic. It is December 14th and this is my news update. I'm going back to the old format that I used to use for reporting news when I was just doing queue updates. Uh, I got a lot of election news I want to get you caught up on. Uh, some crazy things happening and people are kind of wondering what in the world is going on? So I'm going to try to walk you through the election news as much as I can. I'll start off this morning with uh, a decision out of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Now there are two cases that were decided by the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Uh, we're going to talk about one case that has to do with using the indefinitely confined uh, category to receive a mail-in ballot. Um, Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled in favor of Mark Jefferson and the Republican Party of Wisconsin. The opinion, which was released this morning, says local election officials were wrong to suggest that voters could claim the status of indefinitely confined based on COVID-19. The majority decision also held that if voters falsely claimed they were indefinitely confined, their ballots would not count. So the state allowed people to receive mail-in ballots uh, due to COVID and that increased the number of mail-in ballots. Typically they have about 70 to 75,000 mail-in ballots in an election year. This year they had close to 250,000 mail-in ballots. So what the court ruled is that they're not going to toss out all those ballots. A determination has to be made in each case before any ballots are tossed out. So I'm not exactly sure what they plan to do with this, but uh, that's the news there. There could be some ballots thrown out in Wisconsin. They have to go through and find out who had legitimate reasons uh, and who did not. All right, uh, this is uh, kind of a breaking news this afternoon. Trump campaign has filed a lawsuit against New Mexico's Secretary of State for allowing ballot drop boxes. This is uh, from the Republican Party of New Mexico, and this is kind of just an announcement on the lawsuit. So the lawsuits are going to continue, and the lawsuits can continue all the way through January. Uh, we're not going to see any slowing down of this. It's going to keep going. And basically, um, the Trump campaign is, is claiming, I'll just read this out here, President Trump and his legal team filed an election lawsuit in U.S. District Court in New Mexico claiming the state broke the law when it allowed drop boxes to be part of the voting process during the 2020 election. So we'll have to see how that uh, lawsuit goes. I will be following all of this over the next few weeks. Uh, and this is not election-related, but... There's this news coming out about SolarWinds cybersecurity threat. And uh, Sean Hannity had somebody on today who had some news about that. And I'm going to let you listen to this. I, I do have a, a bit of breaking news for you, Sean. I'm here. I'm located here in Texas. And I have a good friend who's a, a ranger who is, uh, has passed to me that the FBI, the Texas Rangers, and the U.S. Marshals are all at the SolarWinds headquarters in Austin, Texas, and they are currently looking very seriously at the systems there. There's other information that will be coming out very shortly about the CEO and the executive vice president that will be stunning as well. So you know what this information is? Or? I do. I, I have it in front of me, and um, it, it, it shocked me when I first saw it, and I, I verified it as a matter of fact when it was given to me, even though it was given to me by a ranger who I, I consider the, the top law enforcement agency in the nation. Are you saying um, that it, this, this so-called hack is bigger than anybody imagined? Because that's what I'm hearing you say. It is worldwide, and it looks as if 
just by looking at the evidence that they, at the folks who were at Solar Winds, probably knew about it way earlier than they let the world know. On November the 9th, the executive vice president, a guy named David Gardner, sold 57,251 shares of his stock to cash in $1.2 million. And then the CEO of the company on November 18th sold 533,871 shares. And then the next day sold 166,000. This is November 19th. Shares. 700,000 shares at a total average price of 2191 Are you saying that they knew all of this had happened and they were dumping their stock, or are you suggesting that might have been a consideration? I mean, do you have any evidence for that? Told, I am told by, uh, by my law enforcement contact that the CEO, Kevin Thompson, has turned over his passport to federal officials. And that's what your law enforcement people are telling you? First firsthand and they were the ones who who gave me the information i absolutely trust the source that turns out to be true that's a big deal going to switch to a thread by ivan penchikoff uh he wrote an article this morning on the dominion voting systems forensic report out of antrim michigan so that forensic report was released and ivan went through the whole thing i'm just going to read the first part of this thread that he did so breaking Dominion Voting Systems forensic report and he's got some quotes here from the report. We conclude that Dominion Voting System is intentionally and purposefully designed with inherent errors to create systemic fraud and influence election results. Uh, another quote, the allowable election error rate established by the Federal Election Commission guidelines is one vote in 250,000 ballots. We observed an error rate of 68% this demonstrated a significant and fatal error in uh, security and election integrity. Here's another quote. A staggering number of votes required adjudication. This is where uh, the, the voter's intention can't be determined, so it goes to a human to decide what the voter intended. All right. so the quote here says, significantly the computer system shows, uh, or sorry, a staggering number of votes required adjudication. This was a 2020 issue not seen in previous election cycles, still stored on the server. The intentional errors lead to bulk adjudication of ballots with no oversight, no transparency, and no audit trail. On the audit trail, significantly, the computer system shows vote adjudication logs for prior years, but all adjudication log entries for 2020 election cycle are missing. The adjudication process is the simplest way to manually manipulate votes. This is actually what CodeMonkey has been telling us for a long time uh, on Twitter. He looked through the Dominion manual. He looked through a lot of uh, other information that was available and said the adjudication process is likely where they are manipulating votes. Another quote, lack of records prevents any form of audit accountability and their conspicuous absence is extremely suspicious since the files exist for previous years using the same software. Removal of these files violates state law and prevents a meaningful audit. Even if the Secretary of State wanted to conduct an audit, we must conclude that the 2020 election cycle records have been manually removed. Other server logs before November 4th, 2020 are present. Therefore, it is, uh, there is no reasonable explanation for the security logs to be missing. Uh, and you, you just go on with this thread. These system uh, changes affect how ballots are read and tabulated, 
and our examination demonstrated a significant change in voter results using the two different programs. Here's one last quote from Ivan. Antivirus software on Dominion server in Antrim County was four and a half years out of date. According to the forensic exam, that wasn't the only problem. Uh, hard drive was not encrypted at reset. Microsoft SQL server database was not protected with the password. Democracy suite admin passwords are reused and shared. Antivirus is four and a half years outdated. Windows updates are more than three and a half years out of date. When the computer was last configured on April 10th of 2019, the Windows updates were more than two years out of date. So the Dominion suite forensic audits, but it shows that Dominion has a big mess to clean up. Now, after that uh, was announced, today Arizona Senate Judiciary held a hearing on election integrity. And I listened to the first uh, probably hour and a half of it. Um, Leo Biasucci, who is one of our reps here in Arizona, put this out today. This is late this afternoon. Arizona Senate Judiciary Chairman Farnsworth just announced in committee the authorization for a full forensic audit on Dominion machines and software. Uh, I've seen other information saying that they're going to use subpoenas to get this uh, audit going. In testimony this morning, there was a gentleman on the board of county supervisors who said that he had actually contacted a third party to do a forensic audit. He said once the team got on the ground, it would take about 16 hours to do the audit. So uh, we're moving along with getting this, these Dominion machines audited. All right, now uh, switching gears here. This is a thread done by <laughs> the KB tweets on December 12th, two days ago. All right, and just, I'm just gonna read this and kind of explain it. In the 1960 presidential election in Hawaii between Kennedy and Nixon, the governor of Hawaii issued a certificate to the Republican slate of electors while there was an ongoing controversy about the vote count. So there was a, the election in Hawaii was called for Nixon on the night of the election. But there was a controversy and it ended up in a recount. So the governor issued a certificate for the Republican slate of electors because at that time, Republican candidate Nixon had won the vote count. Now, the Democrat electors also met and cast their votes for Kennedy. That's right, the Democrat electors also met and cast their votes, okay? Because the election was being contested, the Democrat electors decided to meet anyway, even though they weren't certified, and they cast their votes for Kennedy. The recount revealed that Kennedy had in fact won, but electors for Nixon had already been certified by the governor. The first set of Nixon electors sent a certificate, okay, that was the one that was certified by the governor. Democrat electors also sent a certificate it wasn't signed by the governor for Kennedy. And the governor of Hawaii sent a certificate for Kennedy. The third certificate by the governor was sent no earlier than December 30th, okay? So the electors for Kennedy voted, they sent their certificate, and the governor's certificate didn't arrive until December 30th. The vice president of the Senate, ironically, which was Richard Nixon, said it was the governor's electors that should prevail the Democrats uh, electors, and there was no disagreement and Kennedy received Hawaii's electoral votes. 
All right. Even though on the night of the election, the governor certified the vote for the Republicans, actually the Democrat votes were received in Congress. So he says, my thoughts in light of the obvious fraud and unreliable count vote counts are that one, the legislatures in Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Michigan should send their own certificate and or two, GOP should tell Republican electors in each of these states to meet and send a certificate. Republican electors are chosen. They should meet and send their certificate for Trump and let it work itself out in Congress. For reference, link here. Uh, see also uh, Daniel Tuttle Jr.'s article, 1960, election in Hawaii. All right, so guess what happened today? A whole bunch of electors, <laughs> Republican electors for Trump met in various states. I'll cover that in just a minute. Now, uh, Seth Levy, The Reckoning, he did a thread based on this thread. And he said, the first question is, why can electors be certified on December 30th, but not on January 1st? I'll get back to the significance of January 1st later, but for now, just know that Team Trump only sees January 6th as the date of significance and quotes uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg in their statement. The other interesting point illustrated in this thread is that it was Nixon as vice president who decided that December 30th slate was the true slate of electors, indicating that the power to decide which are the valid electors is in Mike Pence's hands. Because Mike Pence is the vice president, he is the president of the Senate, he's the one who will receive the votes from the Electoral College and read them into the record on January 6th. It is up to Pence to decide which electors are going to be received. Seven states, not six, seven states that uh, the mainstream media is telling you all voted for Joe Biden. Well, GOP electors met in seven states and cast their votes for Trump today. So this article from the election was uh, electors, GOP electors in Georgia and Pennsylvania, they met in their state capitals and they voted for Trump today. Uh, I watched this on RSBN, Right Side Broadcasting. Uh, Republican electors in Nevada met and they signed papers and they certified uh, that they're voting for Trump. That's in Nevada. Uh, in Arizona, Arizona Republican Party, today Arizona's 11 Republican presidential electors convened to cast their votes for President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, also, in Wisconsin, uh, WISN 12 News reports that Wisconsin GOP electors cast their votes for Trump and Pence today. Uh, Michigan GOP electors tried to get into the Capitol, but they were stopped by police. And the most I've got so far is Michonne Maddock. She is apparently an elector and she posted this thing on Facebook. Here's a link to it. I went there. She says, today the delegation of 16 Michigan Republican electors convened to cast their ballots for President Trump and send their pledges to Washington. All right, I haven't been able to confirm that one other than through her. And then we've got New Mexico. Surprise. So <laughs> not only is there a lawsuit that is being put forth in New Mexico on behalf of Trump, the Republican Party of New Mexico announced that New Mexico is going to send their Republican electors to the Electoral College and they voted today. So they cast their ballots for President Trump today. That means that seven states had two sets of electors cast their votes today. 
after all the legal battles are settled over the next month, it is going to be up to Vice President Pence to decide on January 6th which of those electors are legitimate and which are not. This is simply a strategy to make sure that the president's, all of his legal options are open. If some court rules against certain electors in, in, a, in a state, uh, then the Republicans have done their part. They've submitted uh, alternate electors to challenge the ones sent by Democrats. So we don't know how this is going to work out. Like I said in my last broadcast, there are a lot of possibilities in this election. Ones that no one's thought of. And here's one that I think no one anticipated up until today. All right. And we're going to close with news uh, from President Trump. He tweeted this out, just had a very nice meeting with Attorney General Bill Barr at the White House. Our relationship has been a very good one. He has done an outstanding job as per his letter. Bill will be leaving the DOJ just before Christmas to spend the holidays with his family. Deputy Attorney General Jeff Rosen, an outstanding person, will become Acting Attorney General. Highly respected Richard Donahue will be taking over the duties of Deputy Attorney General. Thank you to all. Some people are going to be understandably shocked at the announcement that Attorney General Barr is stepping down. However, as I said previously, this is about justice. And uh, if you're disappointed, it's because you had expectations that were unrealistic. Um, it's dangerous to get attached to certain people uh, and want to have a, a certain outcome happen. My interest is in justice. I don't care who the Attorney General is. I don't care who the FBI Director is. I want justice to be served. And I think if President and Attorney General Barr decided mutually that they weren't going to go any further together, uh, this I take this as a good sign. I think President Trump's next four years, assuming he gets into office, and I believe he has a good chance of being reelected, I think his next four years are going to be very different from his first four years. All right. That is all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, please keep me in decent prayer. Keep the president in prayer. Keep Q and the team in prayer. Keep the military in prayer. Love you all. Take care. I'll catch you on the next broadcast.